In this mad, crazy, mixed-up world, people can be, well, a little grumpy. Joy 94.9's very own resident grumpy gaze, yes, we all see the irony in that, Matt and Helen, or as we like to call them, the Greys, are about to take you on a wonderful weekly exploration of the grumpier side of life. Face it. Embrace it. Grumpy by name. Grumpy by nature. It's time to get your grump on with the Grumpy Gaze. Well, you might be a little hungry. You might be a little sad. Or you could just be frustrated about the day you have had. Or maybe you're just tired, have a cold, or lost your sock. And you say, don't cheer me up. Oh, I sure don't want to talk. Because you are grumpy as a grizzly bear. Good evening, you're listening to The Grumpy Gaze here on Joy 94.9 on your Wednesday evening. Good evening, Helen. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Just the two of us tonight. So, Doug's up to pussies doing an online 1970s cuisine cooking course that both Helen and I bulldozed him into attending recently. Bit of a necessity, don't you say, Helen? Absolutely. Yeah. Our gastrointestinal juices could not consume any more of his current offerings. Yeah, and the cat's fed up of eating it, to be honest. But <laughs> um, So it's just like the good old days. Hey, Mrs Gray, back to the two of us. It is. And as an ode to our roots, Mr Gray, the grumpy gay music theme this week is all about two. And that's T-W-O, not T-O or T-O-O. Oh, all right, your grammar Nazis coming in. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of cuisine, Helen, in the same vein as Gwynny's Candle or Kelly Hoppin's <laughs> Colour Code, if your week was a meal, Helen, what would it be? Right. I've had to give this some thought, Matthew. And if my week was a meal, it would be an expired tin of spaghetti on a burnt piece of toast without butter. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you don't want you don't butter. That'd be too far too exciting, wouldn't it? Um, well, mine would be an instant nasi goreng. Just add boiling water. Used by date, November 13th. Hang on, 1987, that is. Yep. Actually, I better not eat that. I'll just have the chicken that the cat was at last week. That's still sitting there in the fridge. <laughs> Coming up on tonight's show. We have Mad, 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 Mad World. And we are talking about the death of the English language. Oh, here she goes with the grammar again. Uh, we've also got regular segment room 666. This week, it's all about upselling. And we're bringing back, because we're harking back to days of yore, Egypt of the week. But this time, it's not a specific Egypt. It's a collective noun of Egypt, otherwise known as... <laughs> American politics. Yay! And we have... Oh, this is becoming quite a regular, actually. I'm a little bit concerned about this. Our listenership is obviously going through the roof, Helen. We've got another dear, grumpy gaze. We do. Naughty, but really nice. Of course. <laughs> so, kicking off our two music theme this evening, we have none other than Meatloaf with Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Told you everything I possibly 
on Joy 94.9. That was Mr. Loaf there with his song Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, but not as bad as his grand final performance. Apparently that'll go down in the annals of (laughs) AFL history, will it not? It's gone down in my annals, I tell you. (laughs) It's a mad, 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 mad world. In France, All right, Matthew, in this week's edition of Mad, 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 Mad World, I am going to refer you to a new headline. Okay. Full stops intimidate young people as they're too abrupt or angry. (laughs) I shall continue. Right. How can a piece of punctuation be angry? (laughs) Or are they writing in emoticons, these people? (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me. So, Matthew, experts have found that the correct use of full stops in a text message makes young people feel uneasy, as it symbolises that the sender is annoyed with them. So, rather than using a full stop, apparently you should simply conclude a message. Right. What does concluding a message look like? I don't know. A sentence with a 
full stop. Well, yes, since the dawn of time, I would have since the creation of the English language, I would have thought that that little dot at the end is not, you know, it's not a slip of the pen, is it? It actually serves a purpose. Can I ask yes. a question though? Please. So you've said that experts have found that the correct use of full stops in text messages makes these young people feel uneasy. What about the incorrect use of full stops in messages? <laughs> what does that make them feel? T- <laughs> Uncared for? Unloved? <laughs> well, let's dig a little deeper into this one, Matthew. Okay. And I quote... Teenagers and those in their early 20s who are known as Generation Z, Mm. because they've grown up with phones and technology, tend to send shorter messages with very little punctuation. Full stop. So when full (laughs) stops are used in text, comma, younger people often perceive it to be passive aggressive. (laughs) Comma, <laughs> and a sign of irritation. Now, can I say that was an Oxford comma, but we won't even go there. Uh, can I ask a question? Was that a yeah, quote? It was. You forgot to say inverted commas. I did. And we'll go well, how, little... was I, how was I to know? <laughs> I do not know. And a little bit further, Professor David Crystal, one of the world's leading language experts, argues that the meaning behind the usage of full stops is changing fundamentally. In his book, Making a point, ha-ha, he writes, Mm. quotation marks, you look at the internet or any instant messaging exchange, M-dash, anything that is a fast dialogue taking place, full stop. People simply do not put full stops in, comma, unless they want to make a point. Well, that's a... stop, end quotation (laughs) Sorry, I didn't let you finish that sentence properly, did I? That's Um, because I hadn't put in a full stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, that's very interesting because he says that, you look, you look at the internet and any instant messaging exchange, anything that is a fast dialogue taking place, people simply do not put full stops in. Well, if I'm actually engaging in a fast dialogue using text or message, I don't put fully formed words or sentences in, (laughs) let alone any punctuation. Absolutely. But... I decided to delve a little deeper. You've you've highlighted my formal approach to the use of the English language. And so I was curious, where did this all start? Okay. And apparently we can thank, and I've put this word in inverted commas, the writer, and those inverted commas are to indicate sarcasm <laughs> as opposed to direct speech, Rhiannon Coslett who tweeted, and I quote, Mm. Older people, do you realise that ending a sentence with a full stop comes across as sort of abrupt and unfriendly to younger people in an email chat? Genuinely curious. Well, okay, I'll use my version of a full stop there and I'll come across as abrupt and unfriendly and say, get your hand off it, Rhiannon. (laughs) Well, as a tweet, I would like to point out her tweet contained an M dash, (laughs) <laughs> a question mark and a full stop. That's very interesting. So she f- felt the need to use correct grammar to get her point across that we shouldn't be using correct grammar. Apparently, Jesus forbid that there is the use of a colon, a, a semicolon, an exclamation mark, or as previously mentioned, the Oxford comma. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm saying this, Matthew, I'm absolutely... Valet, valet to the English language. Well, it could be worse, Helen. 
So at least this country has not yet adopted the use of the word period <laughs> for full stop. I did actually once meet an American woman who, when I was talking about getting a glass of wine or something, she actually said to me the words, I don't drink, period. <laughs> In which case I gave her a very confused look and said, okay. Um, <laughs> that's something you hear every day, but there you go. You don't drink during? I don't. Said, I am. <laughs> she, she doesn't drink, period. There you go. Oh, so she felt that that was a better way to express it than saying, I don't drink full stop? Yes, because right. she was American. So that's, that was my point. But then again, but you, can, you can understand my confusion in that situation. I can. There I can. you go. Um, I was a little bit sick in my mouth, I must say. But anyway, <laughs> but herein lies the problem, Helen. Language, nuance, intonation, etc. It's almost impossible to get that right in the written form without using certain symbols or punctuation or italics or bold or whatever, right? And you know my thoughts on anything scribed on a so-called smartphone. And I'm actually doing, sorry, let me say that again, on a so-called inverted comma smartphone, inverted comma. (laughs) I have got a litany of predictive text fails from just this past week alone, Helen. One of them was, I will defiantly be there. (laughs) To your boss, no doubt. Yes, I know. And no doubt I've used the word arsling yet again this week. <laughs> so let me get this right. For the sake of not wanting to come across as rude or abrupt, the kids of today, and let's face it, you can stand three, three rooms away and you can roll your eyes and they'll take offence to it and go running to mummy and daddy about it. <laughs> the kids of today would rather have an unstructured stream of words with no decipherable start or end, just so that they feel comfortable about it, right? Well, yes, so, so that... They don't think that someone's angry with them. I'd like to know how this sort of logic translates into verbal communication. Do we just keep talking and never end a sentence with a punctuation mark so no one gets angry or upset at anything we may or may not be saying or inferring or... (laughs) Oh, you see, I ended ended that sentence, but I didn't want to say period. Oh, right. (laughs) Well... I try to call people twice before I give up and text or message them because I find the opposite is true in my case. <laughs> I've had more fallings out with friends over a misread or misconstrued text than if I'd actually just spoken to them. Because you know, it's all the required intonation, sarcasm, nuance, etc., right? And the way that you say a word even could change the whole meaning of a sentence, right? I'll give you an example. She was entranced by his zucchini. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I meant to say entranced. <laughs> See what I mean? Mm. Mm. Well, so, and the other day I texted somebody and I got one letter wrong because it was next to the other letter that I meant to use, right? <laughs> and what I meant to write was, I'm going for a walk in the park, but in the word walk, I accidentally used N instead of L. <laughs> <laughs> and they, did, they didn't bat an eyelid, so no, to speak. No, they, <laughs> no they, they texted me back saying, not again. <laughs> So when full stops are used in text, younger people often perceive it to be passive-aggressive and a sign of irritation. Oh, God. Well, this is taking offence at the inoffensive to the next level. I'm assuming, Helen, that you have more effective ways of signalling that you are irritated than putting in a full stop. This is true. Well, (laughs) but this is the disconnect between the generations. In the written form, you and I would think we are being subtle enough to make a point. But to Gen Z... Our understanding of that must be their equivalent of an outright attack. (laughs) Whereas for them, making a point would be totally lost on me. I would just see it as correct grammar. (laughs) 
Have you made your point, Helen? Yes, Matthew. It is a mad, 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 mad world. Exclamation mark. Full stop. Coming up, Two Doors Down by Dolly Parton. You're with the Grumpy Gaze here on Joy 94.9.